The college football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but you don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? And how often do you think about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies, doing the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident with your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website or give us a call at 860-430-5397. Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner men, punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand when it comes to fisticuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard, you'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing weight, feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand in eighth, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes, there's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging. We bring in crosses with no worship, hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks. When you feel the flurry, it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats. Relax if you want the facts, cause the best combat podcast is throwing jabs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Throwing Jabs, the number one combat sports podcast. I'm your host, Big Jay's joined by Joe Guire and Jared Jones. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of UFC. We got, we're recapping UFC 268. We also got a big fight night in the featherweight division with Holloway versus Rodriguez. But let's start things off in the boxing ring as Canelo Alvarez, TKO's Caleb Plant, in the 11th round, Joe, Colm's gone, Caleb's gone. What's next for Canelo now? <laughs> oh, Liam? <laughs> let's, let's, uh, look, Eddie Hearn, uh, in, in the past couple of days has talked about the possibility of Triple G. Uh, he's talked about, uh, Bibble, uh, as, as maybe Canelo moving up and going there. He mentioned John Ryder, who would form all, who would more fall in line with what you'd expect out of Canelo. Uh, going forward, if you don't know who John Ryder is, uh, he's a top super middleweight contender. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Look, great fight for Canelo. Did what he does. He beat him about the body. 53 punches out of the 117 were body shots. Uh, he landed 40% of his power shots. Canelo Alvarez, I think it's safe to say, Jared, is a much better fighter than Caleb Plant. And basically, everybody he's been fighting, I'm sure he's going John Ryder next, uh, if I had to guess. Because, again, that's the easiest fight of the ones I mentioned. I'm sure you've got some other people you'd like to see a matchup with who we won't fight. Take it away. Turbiev. Yeah. And will ne- never fight him. Not <laughs> no. going to happen. Uh-uh. John, John Ryder? It sounds like a really good mower. It sure does. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I can't with this guy. Um, great job. I took the under nine and a half. I wish it got it done around sooner. Uh, yeah, and does what he does to these guys. Good fighters, but I want to, you know, I can't, I can't pound for pound. 
number one, you're just not going to be on the top of the list with these kind of fights. You got to you gotta fight somebody. Even Bivol, I'd watch. But if you're going to move up, why isn't it Paterbiev? Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I mean, there's no one that – well, there are fights for him to make to make him get back to that pound-for-pound talk. But really, I mean, none of them are going to take him. To me, Canelo Alvarez is basically right now an active Conor McGregor. They're not really taking the fights that I mean. He's fight better anyone. though. To be fair, he's better. yeah, he is because he's active. He he he's taking fights because he's the money maker. He gets to take whoever he wants. Uh, that doesn't. I mean, the the belts and that stuff don't really necessarily matter to him. Uh, if they matter to him, he'd be, he'd be fighting for that light heavyweight title with Paterbiev. If his legacy really mattered, that'd be that. He, he's just a name. He's picking off whoever he can that he knows he can beat or, or attempt to, and he's staying active. That, that's why he's better than Conor McGregor. He's staying active. Conor McGregor just picks these fights uh, years at a time and, and just expects to come in and to do what he does, just knock him out, which he can't do because he's not active. So, to me, Canelo and Connor are on the same level just because of Canelo's activeness. He's ahead of him. But it's really like, what are these fights? You can't fight anybody there. You can't fight anybody there. Uh, David Benavidez is the only one at super middleweight. I would maybe want to see him fight. He moves up. You've got Paterbiev, Bivol. Uh, I'd watch Gilberto Ramirez to be a decent fight. Josh Botsy, I mean, move up and fight with Lyndon Arthur. There's plenty of guys up there. That seven-footer, uh, Fan Long Mang. Benavidez, by the way, was a name Hearn brought up. But then again, when he talked about staying at super middleweight, focused more in on John Ryder and less on... Who? Exactly. Well, I, I mean... Messi. Super middleweight is just not it for. He needs to go up. He can fight the Bivol. Or he can fight Baturbiev, or, or he needs to go down and f- fight a Charlo or, or an Andre. Like th- th- those are the fights to make, and he's just sitting here. He is interested in fighting Charlo because he looks at Charlo as somebody he would beat up. I okay. mean, again, Alvarez. Yeah. Everywhere Alvarez is looking, he's looking at fights. You know, it, it, it's funny. We're going to talk about him in a couple minutes, but you know, uh, Usman was talking about fighting him, and and what he said was, "I want, I want something that will challenge me." Dude, this guy is no, like, what are we talking about right now? Are we having this conversation? This guy lost a razor sharp to Billy Joe Saunders, who just got beat up by right. Canelo. He lost to Callum Smith, who got beat up by Canelo. Also has a hair, a, a close loss to Rocky Fielding. Jack Arnfeld also beat this guy. And Nick Blackwell, that banger Nick Blackwell. His marquee wins look like uh, Jamie Cox, Patrick Nielsen, and Mike Guy. So what John you're saying is... Why is his name even so coming what, up? So what you're saying is losses. perfect next opponent. I'm saying I don't understand what I'm why hearing. this guy's in the conversation. I'm hearing this guy's perfect. Let's get this thing lined up for six months from today. That's garbage, what I'm garbage. He's coming up from 165. I don't, I don't like. I, I'm not, I'm not believing that that we're having this conversation or that Hearn would try to sell us John Ryder. Oh no. Oh please don't. Please don't. I will boycott Canelo publicly and not watch that fight if John Ryder's next. The, I will literally not watch that fight and tell other people not to watch that fight and start a Canelo boycott if John Ryder is the answer to this question. By the way, you got to be kidding me. Chase, when the Ryder-Alvarez fight happens, you can just put me down for Alvarez, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> put me down for it now. You're not going to take Ryder, Chase? No. no. Man, Chase will think about it. If hey. Ryder wins, I'll shave my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, the Canelo is – everyone's going to watch Canelo because it's Canelo. He's got that name. It doesn't matter. He could fight. He could fight Frank Gore. And people would still tune in and watch that. Hey, stop giving him ideas. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. I mean, that's partially, I guess, I don't know if it's necessarily a problem with boxing. 
or or it's just he he's just too much of a star. Like anyone, people tune in, he'll get a bunch of money from regardless. I mean, when you get to that level, when you get to the He's reached the tops of where he's been, but like, where's that? I really question his motivation. It's I mean, not just that level; it's fighting fights in general. Yeah. It's fight. Here's the problem you have. Here's the here's the biggest problem you have. Let's say you want to go viral. You're gonna do something. You're gonna go viral, but you're not gonna be very good at it. You're gonna do something. You're gonna sell tickets, but you're not gonna be very good at it. Your YouTube channel's gonna go crazy, but the thing you're doing. You're not really good at. What are you doing? You're being a Paul brother. Is that what you? Uh stunts is third. Yep. People will watch you do things that are reckless and try to injure yourself. That's absolutely correct. That's third on the list. Minute per minute, what are people watching? And to be fair, they're watching it more than the people are doing the things that they are talented at. Stunts is third. Number two is fighting. And there's a third amateur thing that minute per minute's at the top of the list that we're not going to talk about because we're live. But those are the things you're most likely doing if you're selling tickets to something you're not very good at. So the level of skill, because they're fights and fights are inherently entertaining to human beings... The skill level is less important. I just don't understand why we're giving it to Paul Brothers and Canelo Alvarez's, but we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> Teaser yeah. for the flurry. <laughs> but uh, but before we move on, I mean, you, you really got to question Canelo's like uh, motivation here Desire. with these fights. Yeah, because I mean, do you actually want to be one of the best, best ever, or are you just gonna keep doing this this? bull crap here. I mean, do you want to fight the people who would actually give you a challenge? And I mean, I mean, triple G, I, I guess that was his peak. He, he's going to take that and live off that forever. No, I, you got to keep trying to better yourself. And, and that's not, that's not what Canelo's is doing. May, I mean, the Kovalev fight, you can argue maybe that, but no Kovalev was, I mean, it was old. He, that was a, a Mayweather esque picking your opponent. So let, like, you got to question the motivation. You got to question the drive, and you got to question if he actually wants to be great. Because right now, with the with the Caleb's, the Columns, the Liam's, the whoever, all, all these fights, the Ryder, John Ryder, that that's not going to cement your legacy in this sport. That's just going to. I if think. Anything, take I away. think if you're following the Mayweather model, then you're doing it perfectly and you're great. And so he's doing it and tank Davis wants to do it. And all of those are the only guy that's not doing it, by the way, my brother and I were talking about just the other day, mad respect to Teofimo Lopez, who wants mm. to fight. He wants to do what Loma did. He wants to fight champions and he wants to be great. And he's got a chance if his father could keep his mouth shut for five minutes to be great. Um, but yeah, no, Canelo Alvarez already thinks he's great at 31 years old. And I think he doesn't think he needs to do anything more. And by the way, Triple G turns 40 in April. So if this thing's going to happen, it's going to happen sooner than later. But again, I'm going to put the money on John Ryder's the next fight here. Uh, I, oh, man, I gotta say that, that I talk about this all the time, how the motivation for them, there's a certain level of crazy to wanting to be great in boxing nowadays. It used to be the highest skill level. It was the most paid and now it's the most followers and the most likes and the most media attention that's going to get you the highest paid. So the motivation has to just be within yourself to want to be the greatest. And to be fair, Ooh, I, I want to know whose butt I could kick and who could kick my butt. And that, that'll filter you out of you in your late 20s for most people. There comes a point in your life where that ah, goes away a little bit. And um, I think we're seeing that. Fighters hit a time where they start having families and having more to be concerned about and looking at their finances and their health and doing the safe things that make the most sense for them. Um, it's frustrating as boxing fans, but if you stand in their shoes, it's hard to say, I would want to fight the best guys until I lost. And then 
you know, possibly mess up my finances in the fights after that. You know, Terrence Why? Crawford, Terrence Crawford, while eating a large bowl of spaghetti, talked about how much he admired Alvarez and the fact Alvarez can get whatever fight he wants and sort of sort of was 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 imagining a, a scenario um, as he carved it up. So I don't know. That might be fun. Again, there's guys out there like like Terrence Crawford who are begging the top guys in their division for fights, and they don't want any part of them. And then you got Canelo traveling across the world to find bums, <laughs> mm. um, you know that he could, that he can pass his quality opponents, and it's it's sad. And uh, it seems like the from the comments, it seems like people want the the Triple G fight next. It would be great. I think he beats Triple G. Who's going to be 40? Yeah. Why not take the fight now? I don't like it. I don't like it. Benavidez and then move up. That's what yeah. he should do. That's what a real man would do. I don't know that. I don't know that that guy exists anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If and I like Canelo Alvarez. I hope nobody takes this as me trashing the guy. I mean, he feels like at 31, he's earned it. And he's going to coast for, I don't know, what, eight more years until some some of these young bucks move up and wait and knock them out. He's walking down and destroying everybody he faces. And I want to know the guys that he can do that to. But Terbiev, you've got two guys that are like, I want to see that fight. I'm a fight fan. And I really, really want to see that fight to see what would happen. I think Canelo beats uh, Benavidez. Um, and I think he beats, I think he beats triple G and I, and I'm, um, and I think John Ryder, I, I don't, I don't think about John Ryder. No. <laughs> but th th this is the thing with Canelo. I mean, until if you're the week of the this, fight, don't waste your time. <laughs> if you're gonna do this, I, I, I mean, this is weight by thirty-eight pounds. <laughs> Comes in I at two ten. Eventually, there, there is going to be a, a drop off for Canelo. Eventually, father time gets to you. So if you're going to go out like this and say, I, I mean, what? who's not to say he doesn't have that drop-off against John Ryder? Who knows? Maybe John Ryder comes in and maybe shocks the world. But the thing is, yeah, is if you're Megan going Anderson. to have – No, if you're going to have that moment where, where you, you fall off, why not fall off against someone like a Paterbiev? Why not have that – why not go out – on your on your back on your shield in an actual fight, rather than being a having another Buster Douglas type situation or Andy Ruiz type. Yes, situation. you just while you were talking, you just reminded me of Tyson. How at the end he tried to get guys that were on that level, but he could still be and couldn't find them. And you know, if I can't beat Kevin McBride, I don't belong in the sport anymore. You know, he was right. He was right. He was trying to find the right guy and you're right taking losses like that destroy your legacy yeah take the take your losses to holyfield take your losses to lennox lewis and then right off into the sunset yeah you because you're right he's going to keep doing this and doing this and sooner or later a tough john Ryder is going to come along and ready it won't be john Ryder. No. won't be john Ryder. it'll be <laughs> joe schmo from It'll be Caleb Caleb. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb. Liam, Liam, Caleb, Caleb. There you go. That's the guy. Oh, all right. Struggling to have the top fighters fight in boxing, but we don't we don't have that problem in the UFC. We had two great title fights last weekend. Let's start off with the females. Rose Nami Yunus takes a split decision against Zhang Wei Li. Joe, what'd you think of this great fight? All right, now let's let's just go back to my original thought was Rose uh, by decision, and then I got a little nervous after I did the tail of the tape, and I was concerned about Whaley's weight uh, or, or her strength, rather. And then and then we found out the day of the show that only that she had that bad haircut, there was a bad weight cut. All the excuses, and so I said three, two, Rose. Now, here's the thing. I've been evaluating Rose a little bit more over the last couple of days because 
we're again when we get to Usman in a minute, it's going to be a very familiar refrain on this show where we talk about elite fighters always are going to be even that number two guy. And I'm starting to wonder if Rose isn't at that level now. I mean, she's basically gone back and beaten everybody who's beaten her. Took both of these from Wiley, from uh, Jacek. Got a revenge on Andrade. You know what makes this story beautiful? I'm back to scrub scrubs again, guys. My bad. I know I circle back with just about everything. But what makes this beautiful is the ultimate fighter. It's that we watched Rose. It's hard. To say that, Joe, because it's not somebody who just came out of nowhere and everything we saw after that was spectacular. Uh, Manny Pacquiao. Um, this is somebody who we saw not spectacular. We saw scrape for it and fight for it and be somebody in in Wiley that I thought was the that next person you're talking about. Until Rose knocked her out. And, and then you see this fight. I mean, yes, is the answer. Rose is elite. She's an elite fighter. And the thing that makes this story special is that we got to see the come up. We got to watch her in ways that we haven't got to watch a lot of other fighters develop. Yeah. And that makes it entertaining. It's why I think it's why she has a lot of the fans she does. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I said it last week. It was one freak slam away from Rose being in the conversation for Beth for for an elite. I mean, she is elite. And the only the only real problem I have with her is she eats up those leg kicks. But the thing is, is that she spars with Pat Berry, so she's eating leg kicks from a U a former UFC heavyweight, so she can take leg kicks from a from a straw weight. So I, I get it. I mean. Yeah, I don't – the thing I, – I just don't know who in this division can necessarily beat Rose. Besides, oh, Rodriguez. Mariana Rodriguez. Maybe, maybe. That well, with the know. distance control, it's the best fight out there right now. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, Carla Esperanza. Esparza, yes. she 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 lost I to think, before. That's, yeah, I I mean I think that's and the probably one bit of deserves the fight. Yeah, again was the she was the first uh, strawweight champ ever, uh, and she's been fighting well of late. And so yeah, I, I look either one of those are are quality opponents. Those could be the next two. I don't care what order they're in. Yeah, but the, I I just think, but she's got either way. Well. She's got good matchups that are really going to challenge her. And I think that's great. And I know she loves that. And I'm looking forward to watching it. And I agree with what you said. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you said that Jared, because the more I've been watching her and the more I've been kind of breaking it down this week, the more I'm thinking to myself, ah, God, I hate to throw that word out there. Is it fair to say she's become elite? And I don't want, I didn't want to go there necessarily. And then, uh, yeah. She beat a girl I thought was twice. Yes. So yes. Yes. And 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 yes. Jace, she did, she did it the way I like it. You got your first round quick knockout, and then I saw her kick her ass for five full rounds. I have no doubt. I I I mean, I like Whaley. You don't you, she's got a long way to go before she gets into a ring with Rose Nobin Jones again. Plain and simple. Yeah. That's yeah. never gonna happen. Too they're small. not gonna fight. No, they're not. It would be a great fight. It would make a lot of money. Rose too but, small. Yeah, I, I, you, you're talking about someone who was fighting at 35, fighting mm. a strawweight. I mean, let's be real here. Yeah, I think that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, it had to be said. It had to be said. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, all she right. went like she went like full Britney. You know what I mean? That's not, <laughs> that's not what you want in a fighter. That's not a good thing. I think that was part of the weight cut. <laughs> oh yeah, a little more off the top. <laughs> Shaves like a yeah, a tenth of a pound off. All right, God, I gotta. <laughs> oh my God. All right, so now let's move on from someone who is in the conversation for elite. To someone who is elite and number one pound for pound still, 
as Kamar Usman beats Colby Covington. Unanimous decision. Uh, I mean, Usman's just the best of the best, Joe. Yeah. Well, again, this was exactly what I said was going to happen 3-2. And, and Jared, I think they could fight this thing 10 more times. I think the best Colby Covington's going to do is lose 3-2. I think Colby Covington fought great, wobbled a champ a bunch. The two knockdowns obviously made a big difference. I've heard people say, well, if it wasn't for the two knockdowns, but they happened, so stop it. Um, and they'll happen the next time they fight. And it would happen in the next 10 fights because that's how good uh, Usman is. And and that's not to take anything away from Covington. Covington will probably beat most of the rest of the guys oh, yeah. in the top 10 and beyond any day of the week. This is just a guy who's a buzzsaw. We've seen it twice. You know what I mean? There's You could see the difference now from one to two. It's It's too wide. It's too wide for Covington. Covington could fight his best fight. He would need Usman. I don't know. I, I don't know. Usman maybe comes in like Connor with a broken leg or whatever. What do you do you know, next if you're gets Usman? Food. What do you do? What's that? What do you do next if you're Usman? I don't think you can move up. Um, No. I mean, uh, who just did that? Uh, we just saw that. Adesanya. Yeah. yeah. We just saw an, an elite fighter, one of the greatest technicians of the game right now move up and lose to just a kind of bigger guy is what he had going for him. Um, I think that could happen to Usman. It's not worth the, uh, worth the struggle guys. When they move around weight classes, put themselves at danger, Chad Dawson, Andre Ward. It's just, it's just usually not a good idea. Uh, there, That's there the are some, I think there are some, I mean, I, I think, uh, uh, Chemaev, and and maybe you need Shamayev to fight a couple more fights before you get him to Usman, but that's, that's it's not fight. like there. You know what I mean? It's not like there's not guys that he can beat up. I'm sure he could go take on Gilbert Burns again. I'd be all right with that, you know. Um, yeah, I mean it's I just know. double dipping now. It's just double yeah. dipping first. He said if uh, Adesanya and Holloway. Uh, if Holloway wins, that he would fight for the title, but he won't fight Izzy. Much like with Rose and uh, and Valentina, they won't fight each other. So no one's moving up or down for that. But if it wasn't Izzy, Usman's interested. Um, There's only one guy in the weight class I think I'd like to see him fight, and it's a real styles make fights. I don't think you guys are going to. Gonna be on board with this one, but uh, Bilal Muhammad. I, I have his name written up. down. I had that name written down, and I was thinking the same thing. And and the only reason I didn't bring it up is because you know Usman is also a world class wrestler, yeah. and wrestler versus wrestler. I don't know. I would still probably give the edge to Usman. But that'd I be a good too. fight. It, it, I would love to watch of it. Of all of the names on that list, oh, if somebody can get it done, the wrestling kind of nullifies each other. They end up in a in a in a uh, firefight, and Muhammad's a really strong puncher. Yeah. You know who knows? That's but I don't see a lot of another another names on that list where I feel like that about them that they could. So Bilal Muhammad, I don't like moving up. This is a this is a tough situation for Usman because there's nobody left to fight and there's nowhere left to go. No, yeah, I think I, I agree with what you, Joe. Chamaev is probably the next best bet. I mean, and I think he might be able to beat Usman. But I I, uh, I said it last time Usman fought. I'm gonna say it again. The real fight to make for the UFC that would be the, one of the greatest fights ever. Usman versus Khabib. What one of the best takedown, one of the best takedown artists yeah. in all UFC in Khabib against one of the best takedown defenses in all UFC in Usman. It won't happen, but that would be a fantastic fight. I totally agree with you hundred percent. Um, and I want to congratulate you on making it through a whole show last week. Without talking about Khabib's comeback. 
Hey, it's been a while. I mean, I, I'm only going to mention it with Usman because if there were going to be a comeback, that that's got to be it. I mean, I mean, I'm glad that the GSP rumors are are dead in the water, but that this has to be. If if there is going to be someone to get Khabib out of his bed and come get ready, get get ready for a fight, it's going to be Usman. Because I don't think anyone in the lightweight division. I think what people don't know is is that Jace is about to set us up for a bit where we come up with completely fictitious fights. And so he's already yeah. got the Khabib and Usman and right George's this St. Pierre's name's already already being bandied about. This is Mighty usually Mouse where I was, versus Roadrunner. Here you go. This is where I start throwing out cartoon characters. But I'll tell you what, Jace, in this in this week's who you got, I'm actually down. I actually really like this one, and I put a lot of thought into it. All right, just and, for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And yes, uh, sir. Well, we should also mention Leon Edwards because I mean, granted, he uh, Vidal pulled out. Uh, the last fight was crazy. Muhammad was going to beat him. Yeah. Bilal Muhammad has won five straight, nine of his last ten, and was going to beat Leon Edwards before he got poked in the eye. Yeah, but while I agree with that, but also I think Leon Edwards is also getting a little bit of the Usman treatment before he got the title shot. This man's been on a tear, and it's been he's, he's deserved the title shot for a while now. He does definitely need another fight before it with all the long layoff and, and what happened last fight. But, I mean, that, that's a name. That, that's Edwards probably going to be Covington. the next new guy. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Edwards Covington. Yep. I like that. I was very excited for the Edwards-Masvidal fight. But, sadly, Jorge Masvidal pulled out. So, we're not going to get that. But, I. You mentioned it, Joe. Who you got? Non-combat sports uh, athletes fight. We do have Frank Gore versus Darren Williams on the undercard of uh, of Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul, former NBA player fighting a former NFL player. So, Joe, what two non-combat sports athletes would you like to go see go head to head in the ring? I've got a list of five. Ah, uh, <laughs> don't mind. How did I know? Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, my my first love, and uh, that's baseball. And so I want to see Pedro Martinez versus Gerald Williams, a guy he hit as a Yankee and as a Ray, a guy he brawled with on the diamond. Mostly when I say brawled, he hood, he hid. Uh, Bryce Harper versus Hunter Strickland. Um, I, I always wish that Harper would have been able to throw his helmet at Strickland instead of somehow 45 feet to the left. That was silly. I'd love to see those two square up. How about Mac Jones versus Brian Burns? Y'all know about this. <laughs> Mac Jones is accused of trying to turn Brian Burns' ankle. Let's square these two off. Let's duke it out, boys. Scrub scrap style. Also, for that matter, let's get OBJ versus Baker Mayfield. And if you want to go old school, you want to go old school, give me Robin Ventura versus Nolan Ryan (laughs) 2. Nice. Uh, I love it. All those are great. (laughs) I don't know if I'd want to see Mac Jones in a boxing match, though. But... (laughs) They got the storyline there. Hey, what you got, Jared? I got two. Uh, Danica Patrick versus Carrie Walsh. Ooh. Just because I want to watch them fight. Yeah. All right. Um, no explanation needed. <laughs> enough said. Um, and my second one, this is huge for me. I thought a lot about this. I want to show you something about fighting if I get to do this. I want to prove a point. And so my A-side fighter, LeBron Ramon James, six foot nine, two fifty-five, LeBron James. And the B-side fighter, the guy that will win the fight at six six two sixty-two. 
one of the toughest guys ever to play in the NFL, a name some people might not even recognize, but did it forever. Played with a broken jaw, played with a lacerated spleen. He couldn't talk. He had his face wired shut. He was sipping his food through a straw, and Parcells walked up to him in the cafeteria and said, the guys that are great, they play through stuff like this. And he finished his meal and played every other game of his career after that. Jason Witten versus LeBron James. And you're going to learn something about combat sports during that fight. You're welcome. Oh, I like it. I like it. I, I had LeBron James in mind. But since you said, said it, I'll take it off. I had LeBron James against George Kittle. Uh, George Kittle is a, a wild dude, <laughs> wild dude. He, okay. He's a dude who just like he loves blocking. You, you know when you're a tight end, you love blocking. He's, he drives people back, screaming and laughing and yelling at them. So see, he's just wild. And since you took LeBron James, uh, I'll have him in a brawl with another wild tight end in Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski versus George Kittle. Those two are going to. It's going to be a phone booth fight in the middle of the ring. Just swinging haymakers. They're both going to be laughing because they the, those are the type of guys that love the pain. <laughs> so I, I think that's that's a fight to make. And, and they they're both really good on the mic. I feel like they both would have some great trash talk in the build up to that fight as well because they're, they're both those type of guys. So that'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, I love all those fights. We can make a sick uh, professional athlete fight card. <laughs> but, uh, Scrub scraps. Oh yeah, but uh, all right. Yeah, that's gonna do it for the who you got. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back to preview the fight tonight. Stay tuned. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside sweating those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield tailored treatment system. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one size fits all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for the season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise has awarded them an industry-leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. That is Mosquito Shield. Make sure you check them out and make sure you tell them Clovercrest Media and Throwing Jab sent you and they will give you a discount for their spring services. But now we got a big fight in the UFC featherweight division. And Joe, we'll break that down for us. <laughs> UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Rodriguez is a bantamweight fight between number one contender Max Holloway and number three contender Yari Rodriguez. It's UFC Fight Night 197. Let's break it down. Yair Rodriguez is 29 years old. He's 5'11 with a 71-inch reach and a record of 13-2 with four knockouts and three submissions. From Chihuahua, Mexico, he took an interest in martial arts at an early age and began training in Taekwondo at the age of five. He made his professional debut on October 10, 2011, with a third-round decision just four days after his 19th birthday. He won his next two by submission before suffering his first loss when he was knocked out in one round by Roberto Herrera. He bounced back with two first-round finishes before getting selected to appear on the Ultimate Fighter Latin America, where he defeated both of his opponents by stoppage. He made his official UFC debut on November 15th, 2014, scoring a unanimous decision over Leonardo Morales to win the Ultimate Fighter finale. He followed that up with decisions over Charles Rosa and Dan Hooker and an impressive flying head kick knockout of Andre Filinto to earn his first headliner, which he won by split decision over Alex Corsaris. Five months later, he stopped UFC legend BJ Penn, dropping him with a head kick and finishing him with ground and pound. However, his momentum ground to a halt when he was solidly defeated by future Hall of Famer Frankie Edgar, taking a terrible beating before the doctor stopped the contest due to the swelling of his left eye. 
After a year-long hiatus, he returned in November of 2018, stepping in on short notice to take on Chen Sung Zhang in a savage back-and-forth battle that saw him score one of the greatest knockouts in UFC history when he dropped a Korean zombie with a reverse elbow with just one second left on the clock. On September 21st, 2019, he faced Jeremy Stevens with the bout being ruled a no contest when he accidentally poked Stevens in the eye just 15 seconds into the fight, rendering him unable to continue. The pair rematched the following month with Rodriguez winning the close, hotly contested match 29-28 in a bout that earned them both the Fight of the Night award. A rangy technical kickboxer, Rodriguez is one of the most fluid fighters in the game, effortlessly switching stances while using leg kicks to maintain distance and employs some of the most dynamic, creative, and unpredictable strikes in the sport. Max Holloway is 29 years old. He's 5'11 with a 69-inch reach and a record of 22-6 with 10 knockouts and two submissions. From YNI, Hawaii, Holloway came from a broken home which was plagued with drug abuse and took up kickboxing at the age of 15. He graduated from high school in 2010 and made his MMA debut three months later with a unanimous decision and won his next three fights before becoming the youngest fighter on the UFC roster when he took on Dustin Poirier, losing via triangle armbar in the first round. He then won his next three before dropping a controversial split decision to Dennis Bermudez in 2013 with all 11 media outlets scoring the fight for him and three months later lost a unanimous decision to future superstar Conor McGregor. He bounced back the following year, winning all four fights by stoppage. And after defeating UFC Mainstay Cup Swanson via guillotine choke, he beat the future lightweight champion Charles Oliveira by first-round TKO when the Brazilian suffered a rare micro-tear in his esophagus while defending a takedown. He followed those victories up with dominant wins over Jeremy Stevens and Ricardo Lamas to put himself in line to fight Anthony Pettis for the interim featherweight title, which he won in the third round with a body kick, followed by 16 unanswered punches. On June 3rd, 2017, he unified the featherweight title when he defeated the great Jose Aldo by stoppage and six months later repeated the feat when he stopped Aldo again in the third round with vicious ground to pound. After a prolonged layoff to injuries and weight cut issues, he returned December 8th, 2018, facing fast-rising prospect Brian Ortega, putting on a brilliant display of boxing skills and stopping the Californian in the fourth round after giving him a hellacious beating, which saw Max break the record for strikes landed in a single round as well as a single fight. The following year, he moved up to lightweight to challenge interim champion Dustin Poirier, losing the back-and-forth fight by decision, but three months later returned to featherweight, successfully defending his title with a decision over Frankie Edgar. In his fourth title defense, his reign finally came to an end when he was defeated by Alexander Volkanovsky, who uses leg kicks to nullify his offense, and seven months later, dropped the second, closer, and more controversial decision in the rematch. On January 16, 2021, he took on number five contender Calvin Qatar, putting on an absolute masterclass, dominating all five rounds, taunting his adversary as he effortlessly dodged his punches and shattered his own record for strikes landed and thrown in a single round and in a fight. Possibly the greatest striker in MMA history, Holloway has an unparalleled ability to create and attack from different angles, using his unsurpassed feint game, to throw off his opponent's timing and then drown them with volume, landing at a rate of 7.2 strikes per minute. He also possesses an 84% takedown defense and has never been knocked off his feet. Will the dynamic, striking, and unpredictable style of Rodriguez be able to frustrate Holloway as he continues his ascent to the top? Or will the experience, superior boxing skills, and high work rate of Holloway be too much for El Pantera as Blessed continues to build on his legacy as one of the greatest featherweights of all time. Tune in Saturday night to UFC Fight Night 197, Holloway versus Rodriguez. Let's find out. I got chills watching that, man. Oh, I produced that, and I got chills watching it again. Max Holloway is going to win this fight, plain and simple. Does anybody uh, like, else yeah. on the shows do the uh, do the the Brady Bunch stuff? We don't Might do it enough. No, we <laughs> should do that more. Holloway, <laughs> all day. Go ahead, Joe. My bad. Yeah, no. Look, uh, Rodriguez is a really good fighter. Um, a, a highlight reel. But again, for me, I I think the separation between Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky is re- like razor thin. I just think Volkanovski is just a little better. But I think Max is one of the best that's ever done this. And as much as I like Yair Rodriguez, this is kind of a Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier situation. 
here's a guy who's kind of been out for a long while. And all Max Holloway's done is beat the bejesus uh, or been in, in these battles, five straight fights that have gone the distance against five of the biggest names in the sport. I think Rodriguez not only has to deal with rust, I think some cardio issues could be a problem here coming back for a five-rounder against a guy who's going to beat the crap out of your face uh, and is, is you know, one of the greatest strikers of all time. Holloway uh, wins this by decision 4-1. I'm with you, Joe. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you all the way there. But I, I, you can't go against Holloway here. This guy, this guy's phenomenal, and I think a better comparison is um, the fight we just covered, Usman and Covington, where you said Covington will likely beat everybody else in that division. Holloway will beat everybody else in this division. Yep, most nights. Um, and this, and we're, tonight is one of those nights. <laughs> yeah, take Holloway. He's a minus seven fifty. So. Somebody was, I read earlier today, somebody suggested if you want to make some money on Holloway that you take the points or total points. Is that over. a thing? Take the over. What, oh, you know what it is? Points? Yeah, it's a total points or total Three and a half. something. That's, That's rounds, right? Three oh, and a half? Yeah, Three and a half rounds, yeah. Is, yeah there, you what, what, is there anything else you could bet on? Can you bet on strikes, total strikes? Oh, they have all kinds of stuff. No, yeah, and there's a bunch of stuff, like method, uh, all that stuff, rounds. But what well, you guys are all on high and hallway. I'm going to go Rodriguez. Uh, I, I do. Point spreads fine. five and a half. I don't really understand that. that is five weird. and a half points. Oh, it's all the judges combined. Okay. Five and oh. a half points, minus five and a half. Minus it's at minus four hundred, so forty wins you ten. At minus five and a half points. That's weird. Does that mean it has to go to decision? Yeah, I would wow. think so. Yeah, and still minus four hundred. No, you don't right. do that. I'm pick Rodriguez because I mean, Joe, you, you said you might have cardio issues after the uh, the the long layoff. He had a long layoff against the Korean Zombie, and he was still. He was losing that. that fight, and well, he threw a lucky that. elbow in yeah. the closing second. Yeah, I uh, noticed. I, I said I didn't say the closing seconds. I said the closing second. Ah, uh, by points is a coin toss. Got it. Okay, so Holloway by points minus one one hundred five. Huh. So it's basically a coin toss for Holloway by decision. Right, that's a better way to bet on Holloway. That's a much that better right? way. Yeah. To bet. Okay, you don't want minus four hundred or minus seven fifty. No. You don't. Want to you're play not with getting those anything unless you're, for that. Right. unless you're stacking two or three of them, five of them. I'm super into this gambling thing now. By the way, it's not <laughs> yeah. a problem yet per <laughs> no. se. Yeah, per se. Hey. <laughs> Depends Joey. on who's asking. Oh Joey, man, and there's just a way to. Pl- there's just a way to play the numbers to to stack favorites and stack underdogs. There's just I it took me a while to it took me two years to to iron out, but I'm sure that when you just look at the numbers, take the teams, the names, everything else away, there's a certain way just to bet the numbers. And I've actually got a little uh little little microcosm of that coming up. Jeez, there's gotta be more penalties for you taking the obvious underdog who has a, a, a fighting chance. He does this a lot. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not like it's not like Rodriguez absolutely can't win this fight. No. I wouldn't say that. I do think Holloway definitely is going to win this fight. I do think there there is a, a a Rodriguez. He has more than a sporting chance here. Better than say Ortega uh versus Volkanovski. All right. It's well, like my oldest sister the Redskin. Uh the, excuse me, the Washington football team. <laughs> You know, it's like we're all growing up. There's three kids, 11 months between me and my twin sister and our older sister. So for a month every year, we're all the same age. Um, But you're the, you're the Julie of the group, Jake. <laughs> you're the one that no Julie matter what, <laughs> Not no matter at Julie. what the sport is, you know, you're going to come in and root for the, oh, everybody likes that guy. Well, just in case. Hey, I've been hot the past two weeks. 
Glover and uh, was. And last week I told I said Hammer, Nama Yunus. Nama Yunus was great. My parlay also hit last week as well. Uh-huh. But this I, I think it's one of the first weeks you outpicked me, brother. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I honestly do think Holloway's getting up there in age, and he's a big guy. So I, I do think eventually this 145, it's going to start taking a toll on him. Maybe this is his John Ryder. Maybe. Uh, he has to move <laughs> up to – I think eventually he's going to have to move up to lightweight. Uh, I think Rodriguez – Yeah. I he hasn't really shown ring rust. I mean, like I mentioned, the Korean zombie fight. I do think Holloway will dominate the first couple rounds, but I think Rodriguez gets in there. And to be honest, I, I don't think Holloway's ever faced someone a striker like Rodriguez. He has. His name was Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, now Talbot all that aside, he's a, a boxer too. How much of Rodriguez straight. being from Mexico plays into this? Pick? A lot. All right, but he's all. I mean, also <laughs> finally got to the bottom of it. Uh, fine. Rodriguez is a dynamic no striker. There is not someone. Uh, Volkanovski does not strike like Rodriguez. It's very or unorthodox. That very taekwondo unorthodox. background. Mm-hmm. He's never faced someone who has the the kicking power that Rodriguez has. So I, I think he, Rodriguez lands something in, like, we'll say the fourth, maybe even fifth, another walk-off Korean zombie-esque uh, with knockout here. I, I, like I took Taekwondo till I was 12. But honestly, if the I was a third-string punter in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you got to use that thing between your ears. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just don't think I, I think Rodriguez out. is going to set the distance with his legs and Holloway's going to have a hard time getting in on that. So. But stop him. Stop yeah. him, Jace. Volkanovsky didn't stop him twice. Frankie Edgar, Dustin Poirier, Brian Ortega's like this is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. This is the guy that's going to stop him. Pettis, Aldo, Aldo. Like these aren't, the, nobody's done that yet. I mean, yeah, Dustin Poirier submitted him in 2012. Is that what we're talking about here? No, but I, like I mentioned, there. This is the guy. Has a tough none of those run. guys. This guy. Yes, because none of those guys throw their feet like Rodriguez, and it kicks, kicks hurt. That's a baseball bat to the face, and I think Rodriguez is going to land a couple of those. In Holloway, he, I, I think. He I'm going to is... change my pick now to Holloway with a second round knockout. <laughs> Jace is pissing me off. Hey, no, I, I think Holloway does. I, I think the weight Holloway is ports. eventually going to get there. <laughs> he's got to. Hey, just remember a couple weeks ago, y'all were laughing in my face. Uh, and I was right. If it happens, I'll shave my head. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, I think it's regardless of the outcome, whoever's going to win. It's going to be a great, great fight. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that that's the, that's how dangerous Rodriguez is. Any given second, he can turn your lights out. Any given second <laughs> of any given fight, he can turn your lights out. Especially if it's the last second in a fight where he's losing so badly, he couldn't throw a punch. All he could do was bend over and throw his elbow into the air, which happened to catch Zombie's face. That's it. That wasn't great. Although I will say, let me admit one thing, if if I could. The first time I saw that elbow, I thought, first of all, I thought, what the hell just happened? I thought somebody shot zombie with a gun from 150 yards out. (laughs) And then I saw the angle and I thought, oh, did this guy like just bend over and zombie ran into his elbow? And the more I've watched the guy and the more I've studied the guy, I mean, it, it was definitely a perfectly thrown elbow. You know, yep. very, uh, not quite Yuri Prohaska across uh, Dominic Reyes' face, but it was a good one. I will give him that. Yeah, but I, I do think regardless, it's going to be a war. It's going to be a battle. This is a fight of the year contender written all over it. And Rodriguez is going to win, but we'll talk about that next week. But all right, Jared. Well, we will. Yeah. All right, Jared. Let's give a uh, give us your puncher's chance. 
Uh, if you're if your total is fifty dollars, um, then that's what we're working with. But I like to say units just in case you're working with fifty grand or something. But we're putting thirty wins ten on Terry Harper, and then we're putting ten wins twelve on those top two, the over and Harper, and then we're putting five on the top four with Bent Flint, the over and Harper. And then we're putting five on all of them. So it's 30 on the top one, 10 on the top two, five on the top four, and five on all five. Gabriel Rosado is a huge upset pick here. Um, everything's covered. This, 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 is, this is a good line. This is one of the uh, one of the puncher's chances that I'm really a fan of so far. Yeah. All right. Much of a fan, you, you'll bet the house on it? No. <laughs> never bet well, the house. Never bet the house. But uh, hey, bet responsibly. And maybe if you do bet the house on it, Jess Barr can help you find a new house. So, Jess, why did you become a realtor? I worked in a various customer service jobs, so I wanted something a little bit more rewarding. Um, becoming a real estate agent, being able to help people find their forever homes or their investment homes, starter homes. It's very exciting. So, a lot of fun. Now, you've gotten off to a really good start in your real estate career. What has been the most rewarding part of this for you so far? Helping people, especially like first-time home buyers, um, finding their first home. They're so excited. Um, I'm so excited to help them. So it's a nice, rewarding part. What is it that you think makes you different than other real estate agents? I think that my various roles in customer service has helped me. So. I like to ask a lot of questions and I want to know what I'm doing. So I think that helps a lot because I'm not going to steer people the wrong way. I'm going to make sure they have knowledgeable decisions um, and help them find the right home. The last thing I want to ask you is, and I know these are words that you live by, but the mantra at CTBB really. <clears throat> I apologize for that. But uh, yeah, make sure you check out Jess Riddell. If you're looking for a new house, make sure you tell them throwing jab sent you. They'll help you out there. Uh, but now we're gonna end the show like we always do. And Jared, hit us with that flirt. A uh, bit of a round table discussion, starting from the bottom. Um, I always talk about how my work is a lot of the school of thought is based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So you want to bring that? Can you bring that picture up? Um Joe, what, what's your understanding of this chart? My understanding of that chart is that at the bottom are your basic needs. Those are the things that everybody wants and needs. And uh, for those things, you uh, would potentially kill for them, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, Or put well, your life at risk, I said. And like, 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 there's no, there's no, um, those are things that you need to survive and live. You can't satisfy um a higher tier until a lower tier is satisfied mm -hmm. so like you said you would risk your life for that bottom tier stuff you're willing to sacrifice safety and security for food water warmth and rest you know my cuddle the bear safety and security it's a bear so unless you're hungry enough to try to eat the bear or cold enough to try to inhabit the bear you wouldn't be chasing after a bear. You'll never get lonely enough to try to cuddle a bear. This is just human behavior and how your brain is built. So I knew for a long time, I'm going through my master's program. I'm getting ready to get my doctor. And I'm looking at that third level, intimate relationships and friends, trust, that stuff. And thinking that's, there, that's where they're telling me to start in my program is by building trust with my patient. And I'm going, how, if you're not getting any of those things below that, am I able to get a client and build this trust and build this intimate relationship with them? There's no foundation for it, right? So, so at some point, I realized that I can get down a level. Nobody wants to graduate from therapy either. So esteem needs are kind of off the chart. I'm relegated to that third step. We've talked about this before, right? So I realized that with scrub scraps, I'm able to give that esteem need, that feeling of accomplishment. 
And when you hold the pads for somebody else, your self-actualization, like really where you belong in the world and helping somebody else attain and achieve and be happy and successful. Um, so I'm able to, to kind of give two, three, four, and five safety and security. I'm, 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 I always say the guy that you hire to protect you looks a lot different than the guy you hire to teach you how to protect yourself. So I'm giving, be, be your own bodyguard. So I'm giving safety and security. So for a long time in my life, I was stuck on that third step and going, okay, anybody who's up to this third step, anybody who has enough food, water, warmth, or safety and security, I can help them because I'm really good with therapy and I've been through a lot of stuff and I could talk to them. And anybody that's okay with that third step, I can move on with. And then all of a sudden, I found boxing training in that first step. Um, or that second step, excuse me, safety and security, and realized I can provide on that second step. People that don't have that safety and security, I can provide that. And then the intimate relationship as a trainer becomes infinitely easier because we're not just talking. We're, we're, there's an activity attached to it. So I have all this extra reach as a boxing trainer. And you guys know this is something I think about all the time, but it struck me last week. <clears throat> what if we could touch that first floor? What if there was a way to have like a Scrub Scraps University or a Scrub Scraps headquarters where there was a shelter and a food pantry and clothes and you could learn how to box there and you could make friends and you could have fights on a stage where you build this prestige and this feeling of accomplishment? What if there was just a place you could go with nothing that could provide you every basic human thing you would need possible to be happy and successful in your life? Now I wanna ask you guys another question. What's the biggest problem with shelters? Give me a problem with food shut with with shelters for homeless and people who give away food. Um, it's not your place, so you're not a hundred percent safe and comfortable there, or I don't know, secured. You don't feel. I mean, you need your own place. I think that's if important. you don't have, have meals, and I give you a meal. What have I effectively done? You fed me. Yeah. So for the ones that don't have the means, for the 10% that really fell on hard times, I'm helping to give them a meal. The other 90, though, what motivation do you have? If you go outside right now, you put a piece of bread in your front yard, birds will eat that bread. If you do that every day for a month, some of the same birds will come and eat that, that piece of bread. If you then stop doing it, some of those birds will die. The ones that don't adapt and adjust and find a new food source, they will die. Those people, you're taking away their motivation to go find a meal on their own. And the second biggest problem is that, and you can only understand this if you've sat on the other side of the table. There's no counselor or person who's always been warm at night who's going to be able to understand what it feels like to show up at a soup kitchen or show up at a homeless shelter and eat the scraps that weren't good enough for the people who paid for their food. And everything that wasn't good enough for you to eat would quite literally go to a pig farmer. It was going from underneath people to animals and you were the in-between because everybody had to pitch in on you. You are a minus sign when it comes to society. You are a bum at a homeless shelter. So let me ask you a question. What happens inside the mind of a bum at a homeless shelter when you tell them they're a boxer at a training camp? When you tell them that the food that you're giving them is not just given away to them, but is to nourish their body because there's an event coming up that they're going to be the star of, that people will cheer for them. What if food, water, warmth, rest, safety, and security, 
trust, intimate relationships, prestige, and self-actualization was all available under the same roof. I say what if. That's what I got to tell you guys. This isn't a hypothetical question anymore. I've been talking to a guy that owns six buildings and runs a shelter. Stay tuned. I love you guys. Thank you. That's great, man. And I, I, I mean, you, you talk about scrub scraps getting to the third level. It, it gets all the way to the top. I mean, we've talked a lot about people saying like, did they quit smoking? I mean, that's getting to your full potential. They're putting all their effort into that. That that is self actualization and scrub scraps. It gives all this. And I mean, you doing what you're doing and what you got planned. I mean, could give it even more. So you're the man, Jared. Mm. Plans are coming <laughs> together. <laughs> I'll tell oh, you yeah. that. Oh Thank yeah, you. there are big things happening with scrub scraps, guys. Oh yeah, Dude. cogs are turning. Cogs are turning, my friend. But uh, all right, that's gonna do it for throwing jabs today. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Thank you, Joe and Jared, for joining me. We got a great, great fight tonight in the UFC. So make sure you check it out. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be electric. And make sure you tune in next week when I rub it in your faces because yeah, you're Rodriguez. <laughs> one. But uh, <laughs> I right, make sure you. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all social media platforms, Throwing Jabs and Throwing Gems podcast, as well as check out www.clovercrestmedia.com. And also make sure you check out Mosquito Shield CT. Tell them Throwing Jabs sent you. They'll give you a discount. And also make sure you check out uh, Jess Radell Realtor. And tell her that throwing jab sent you. That'll help you out as well. So, for myself, Big Jace, Joe Guar, Jared Jones, we'll see you next week for more throwing jabs. Take care, everyone. Throwing jabs, always full sand. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jace, Clover Crest, top three corner man, punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand when it comes to fisticuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard, you'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing wave, feet a step late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes, there's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging. We bringing crosses with no worship, hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks. When you feel the flurry of curtains, from scrub scraps to fight stats, relax if you want the facts, cause the best combat podcast is throwing jabs. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.